Bienvenidos. Welcome to Adelante Leadership, a bilingual podcast in English and Spanish for a strong and resilient Latina community. Changing the narrative by sharing our stories, here and now. Together, we will share knowledge and information to help motivate the Latina community members to step into their leadership with hearts and minds and to use our diversity to influence on a positive change. Thank you for tuning in today. And now, here are your hosts, Tania and Peter. Bienvenidos, bienvenides, adelante leadership. Welcome to Stepping into our Latin Leadership. Welcome. This is our pilot, and this podcast consists of three parts. The first part is what leadership is for us. Part two will be what is Adelante Leadership for us? And part three will be why Latine? This is Adelante Leadership part one. How Tanya stepped into her leadership. And how Peter stepped into his leadership. This is Adelante Leadership part one. How Tanya and I stepped into our leadership. Peter and I decided to create Adelante Leadership to create a safe, brave, and courageous spaces for Latine leaders, empowering Latine leaders to grow an effective, positive change and to step into Latine leadership. So here's why we are being vulnerable, stepping into our leadership. We want to make sure there's a space for the Latine leaders to come and hear different ways of stepping into their leadership. It reminds me of Frederick Laloux in his book called Reinventing Organizations. I quote, the goal is not to make everyone equally powerful, but to make everyone fully powerful. This is best understood using a metaphor from nature. A firm or a mushroom growing next to a tree might not reach as high as the tree, but that is not the point. Through a complex collaboration involving exchanges of nutrients, moisture and shade, the mushroom, fern, and tree don't compete as much as they collaborate to grow into the biggest and healthiest versions of themselves. It is not about what kind of leader you are and how powerful you are in your household, in your community, in your town, your city, your state, your country. It is about really feeling happy and content. Let us decolonize our minds and be the leader we meant to be. Here's a space where we can change the narrative of the Latin leadership. We do not have to fight for resources. We do not have to compete. The world is abundant. Let us share stories of different Latin leaders in our community so that you can step into your Latin leadership. Tanya and I met a few years back. She had just started an organization that was hosting the Mujeres Latinas Symposium and focusing on developing leadership among the Latina community here in Seattle, Washington. I was working at the Latina Community Fund. I had heard about Mujeres Latinas Symposium and we reached out and were fortunate to be able to sponsor and support her, her work and the program. Following that, Tanya and I built a relationship over the years, and I have been a big admirer of the work that she continues to do, her commitment to lifelong learning, the commitment to the Latin community uh, to support and encourage and appreciate 
the strengths and assets and diversity of our community. So here's a little bit about Tanya's background and about her leadership. Tanya Hino, her, a mother of three, she strives to create safe spaces for people of color to be heard. Her personal values include integrity, love for culture, respect and enjoyment of the process are transferred to her work, family, and community. While studying for her doctoral degree, she runs a podcast called Takes a Village, is the founder of the nonprofit Somos Mujeres Latinas, runs Storytime at Seattle Libraries, raises her three children and takes care of her dog, recipient of the Val Donato Parent Education Award for Excellence in Teaching and Building a Community for Children in 2017. Tanya sees her community work closely to the way she is a mother. She says, it's not about raising a child how I want them to be. They are like plants. They will come out as they want to be. I just need to support them. Muchas gracias, Peter. It's with great honor to collaborate and to be a co-host with Peter Black Garcia. As Peter mentioned, we met back when I was fundraising for the Latina Symposium, the Latina Symposium free of charge and all in Spanish, organized by Mujeres Latinas, volunteers for Mujeres Latinas. And when I spoke to him, he was kind and open to hearing about the Latina Symposium, and he was very supportive. Now, when I met him, really struck me about Peter was that he listened. You can tell he believed on my mission and vision. Not only did he hear my projects, he helped me with steps and encouraged me when I was looking for advice in how to create a nonprofit. So thank you, Peter, for helping me. I will be forever grateful. After that, I found that meeting with Peter and every time we met, we discussed how we can improve and encourage our Latin community. So it was always wonderful to have other like-minded person to bounce ideas. That's why it's so important to have a mentor, to be able to uh, interchange ideas, to see if you're in the right path, because being a leader can be lonely sometimes. So I thank him for that. He has done many, many things. But let me give you just a small version of who he is. Peter Black Garcia values humility, racial equity, and environmental sustainability. He has spent most of his career in the nonprofit sector, where his leadership practice aims to advance racial equity. Most of his nonprofit experience has been in the nexus between philanthropy and the BIPOC community. He was the founder, past president, and executive director of the Latino Community Fund of Washington. And now he serves in, in different nonprofits as consultant, board member, and interim executive roles. Well, there you have it. This is a little bit about Peter and I, and why we're stepping into our leadership, and why we're creating this space. Let's hear what we're doing in our next episode. In our next episode, we'll speak with Luis Ortega from Storytellers for Change about how he stepped into his Latin A leadership and how he motivates other Latin A youth to step into their leadership. Then we'll continue with part two, what's Adelante leadership. And after that, we'll have another guest. And after that, part three, why Latin A? Peter, how did you step into your Latin A leadership? I think for me, it was in, not until graduate school, I think 
think I had heard people use the word leader and either they intended it to always mean the person at the top of the organizational CEO or the head of the organization. And I assumed that's what they were meaning as well. But it wasn't until graduate school when I took a course about leadership as a part of my program where we studied and read the research about leadership is not about the person at the top. It is it is practices and behaviors that people do that make them good leaders. Wherever you are within an organization or within society or you know wherever spaces you enter. And so that was the first time when I came across that I thought, really? Oh, wait, then am I a leader? It was kind of the first time it, the question came to me like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I could be. Uh so it was got, that was the discovery phase, I guess. But then I'm still not sure I've accepted that I'm a leader. <laughs> <laughs> in fact this is something Luis Ortega and I have talked about for years about yeah. sort of this discomfort with that word applying to ourselves mm-hmm. I am much more comfortable seeing it and telling others mm-hmm. yes you are a leader because you're the, you know you do these things and look yeah. at what you're doing to apply that to myself I'm still not sure I've accepted it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how about you so for me I think I have taken the role of leadership or since I can remember because I was raised with a solo parent and I was the I was raised as the oldest and everything I did was I thought about it I had a great idea I did this I did that needed to show an example for my sister and mm. and I always had these ideas of making projects happen yeah. But I didn't identify as like, I'm a leader. Right. I know I did all this and I love leading and I love leading ideas and I had these great ideas and, and I like motivating people. I like raising up people. Mm-hmm. Just like you say, me putting the code of leadership and being leader and say, yes, I'm a leader or right. A lot of things I say, I'm a natural leader. Yes, I know I have all, I have seen all these leadership books. I'm, a, I'm in a leadership program now and I see the definitions and I fit in all of them. Right. Ups and downs. And yet it's so difficult for me to accept that I'm a leader because I have such a bad example of what leaders are. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be that. Yeah. And I'm also, the more you become a leader or you accept leadership, it's like people want you to be perfect. Uh-huh. And I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. Right. I have a lot of mistakes and I'm still learning lots. And that's, I think that's why I'm like, I don't fully accept the warrior of leader. And people like put you in this pedestal of you can make mistakes. And yeah. that's not true. We make mistakes and, and we're learning and we're constantly learning. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be done learning until I'm dead. Right. Uh, so I think that's why I have a hard time accepting it. You know, you're reminding me of two things that I think also makes it difficult for me to accept it for myself. One is, um, I think it's my discomfort with power. Mm-hmm. And because what you said earlier about, you know, it, when if 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 I call myself a leader, then others are going to have an expectation that I'm supposed to be the one in charge. Mm-hmm. Not only does that expectation mean that I'm supposed to assume all this power, that, exactly. but then also because like what the other point you made is, is, that I think is true for me too is we don't have good examples of positive use of power. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? And it's like, ooh, I don't want to be the one yeah. criticized for if I use my power wrong. Yes. Right? Yes. 
And uh, at the same time, with power and goes hand in hand of, I believe, I truly believe that everybody can lead. Right. It doesn't matter the masses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that because you're leading your family or you're leading your students in a third grade class, you're not a leader. If there's different levels of leadership, and doesn't mean I'm going to be Gandhi. Right. Uh, and so that's that's a, a whole dynamic of and popularity. It's not about okay, you become a leader now become to become popular. Yeah. And if it happens in the process, then had to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what it is. The power of I don't want to be the one saying everybody depends on me because everybody can do their part. Right. Right. And, 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 and you're reminding me also, Tanya, is like, I know intellectually and I believe wholeheartedly that being an effective leader means about empowering, encouraging, supporting others, being collaborative, facilitating all of these things that it's about my personal, personal power, not a positional top down mm-hmm. power. I yeah. know that rationally and intellectually yeah. and practice, but then when I still well, can't quite accept the, the label for myself. I don't know that I could say the words that I am a leader. <laughs> I practice, I think, uh, for the past four years and doing a mantra because I want to model acceptance. Because I will, like you, I will tell people, when you're telling me this right now, I'll be like, Peter, you're an amazing leader. And I, you are a natural leader, but we're all in our process. And that's it. You're reminding me also, Tanya, that oftentimes when I've given talks, you know, given uh, presentations or talks, and sometimes with young people, uh, and particularly youth of color, I will often start my talk with this phrase, you are the leaders we've been waiting for. And then I, you know, sometimes I'll go on and explain that, why I'm saying that and and what leadership means. But then I still have trouble thinking about that for myself. Yeah. (laughs) So we, we need to practice that obviously yeah. and because we need to model. Yeah, I like yeah. that mantra idea. I think I need to practice that. So why, in your opinion, we're doing this podcast, Peter? It's for lots of reasons, but primarily there's a couple, a couple primary ones, I think. One is just because you know Tanya, we've both been working in the nonprofit or public sector for such a long time and uh, particularly doing a lot of work in the Latin A community, but also in communities of color and, and in coalitions and all of that. And it's just a real need. Sometimes I've seen some of our own communities of color nonprofits uh, struggle with the culture of their organization because they're not practicing effective leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even when we're doing community organizing, sometimes people are really difficult with each other because they're not practicing effective leadership. And there's so much need and challenges in our community that I think if we could improve and help empower others to see their leadership and understand what effective leadership is that it's not you're you're not the one in charge of the power necessarily but that it means doing these effective things in our community that will get at the root of so many of our our issues in our community to to be more organized and unified and create more change Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what about you for me the title says it all 
uh, adelante. I believe that uh, many of our Latine community is a are natural leaders. We've been marginalized for so long or colonized that we need to change our narrative of what leadership means and change the narrative of what leadership is in our community and that we don't have to fight resources like they've been our government, our society, the colonizer has made it, that we have enough resources and we can push each other. We can be leaders and still help other leaders become right. the best leaders of themselves. It, we, and encourage each other. To exactly. Be can, right? And I think uh, <laughs> this is, it reminds me of that uh, scene of Nemo net when they're fishing one of the fishes or one of the main characters and they all say we need to be together right. together unidos somos más and that yeah. reminds me of right. unidos somos más yeah. so our force together yeah we can change and change yeah. the narrative versus just one person at yeah. a time right yeah and we can't wait any longer we can't nope. wait for this one person to suddenly come eventually nope. that's why right it's like yes absolutely it is not we're not waiting for uh another Che Guevara or yeah or right. we're not waiting for uh Cesar Chavez we're not waiting for we have amazing leaders yeah. out there yeah. amazing we can have tons and ma- mention them all what I'm saying is that we are out there there's yeah. plenty of you out there that we need to unite unidos y seguir adelante yeah, yeah that's great that's great I agree unidos somos más Our next guest is Luis Ortega. Please tune in to our next episode when Luis Ortega shares how he stepped into his Latine leadership. We welcome your comments on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. We want to hear your thoughts, ideas, and your Latine leadership story. Muchas gracias por escuchar Adelante Leadership. Thank you for tuning in and stepping into your Latine leadership. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Adelante Leadership, changing the leadership narrative together one story at a time. Please visit our site of Adelante Leadership on Facebook and Instagram to send your ideas and share with other Latine friends and family who share the vision of a stronger and more united community, making the world a better place.